morning in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and I want to read just the 18th verse Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Just the second clause of verse 18, but the conjunction be filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in the spiritual form, the third person of the Godhead. We see God in this spirit form actively moving throughout the text, rather from Genesis all the way down to Revelation. In Genesis 1 and 2, God is moving across the face of the waters in the form of the Spirit as he gives clarity and form to that which is not yet fully formed. In Genesis 2, in verse 7, the Spirit of God is witnessed as that breath that breathes into the nostrils the clay form to which God has created, called man, but is not completed until that Spirit causes man to become a living soul. In Genesis 24 and verse 10, the Spirit of God can be witnessed in the form of Eleazar who goes out to seek and to search for a wife for Isaac. In Exodus 35 and verse 28, the Spirit of God is recognized as the oil that illuminates or that provides the lighting in the temple that gives light where there is darkness. Genesis or Judges 14 and 6, the Bible says that the Spirit of God can be witnessed as Samson is endowed by the Spirit of God to fight the foxes as well as the lion. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 11, the Spirit of God can be witnessed as it fills the temple to which Solomon is dedicating unto God, its presence is so overwhelming that the priest cannot stand to minister. In 2 Samuel 5 and 24, the Spirit of God can be witnessed as God moves through the mulberry trees to inform David that it is now time for you to fight against the Philistines. In Matthew 3 and 6 and 18, Spirit of God can be seen as Jesus comes up from the baptismal waters and God descends out of the heavens in form of the Spirit by way of dove and says with his trumpeting voice, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And Paul invites us to enjoy in Romans chapter 8, the entire chapter, argues for the context of witnessing the Spirit of God that identifies us as the sons of God by saying those who are led by God 
are indeed the sons of God. So we need the Holy Spirit in order to live up to this divine high expectation that the sacred word has for us. For example, when the Spirit of God says to us in the word, be completely humble and gentle in Ephesians 4 and 2, you have to ask yourself the question, how can I do that in my natural sense? Or if you listen to Paul in the words of Philippians, or even in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, rejoice and pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks unto God. Who can live like that in the natural realm without some infusion of power from the outside? Or take captive every thought to make it obedient unto Christ, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Who actually does that, who can actually do that in their natural mind, catching every thought that they perceive and making sure that it lines up with the holiness of God? Or, as the text says, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Who can do that without some infusion of a presence from the outside? If we don't possess the Spirit of God that helps us exercise and fulfill all of these expectations, that the divine word has, we come to realize you really can't live out the Christian life without the presence and the power of God alive on the inside of us. The spirit of God comes within us when we are born again. That's recognized as the indwelling of the spirit. When that happens, we are then adopted into the family of God, and that is recognized as the baptism of the Spirit. But the Spirit doesn't just want to live on the inside of us. The Spirit of God wants to have control of us in our mind and in our behaviors and in our plans and in our moving forward. Listen to this word in verse 18 of Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. It's a command that every Christian has to be filled with the Spirit. Paul is arguing that as long as you think that you can live out this Christian life and walk the Christian life and not have the aid of the Holy Spirit, you are shamefully deceiving yourself. In other words, he argues, don't get the man-made intoxication, the wine, but get divine intoxication, the Holy Spirit. The command, be filled with the Spirit, gives us four quick insights to help us understand how I know it is a command. Number one, this be filled in the spirit is a command in the imperative mode. In the Greek text, an imperative mode means that it's not an option. You can't ask yourself the question, should I be filled with the spirit? Or do I want to be filled with the spirit today? Or should I delay it until sometime next month when I feel better? It's not an option. 
it's in the imperative mode by saying do it now it means that no matter who you are or how long you've been saved you have to be filled and controlled by the Spirit of God it's not only in the imperative mode but it's in the plural rather than in the singular in the plural simply means that the command is not just for certain Christians it's for everybody it's not special instruction for super Christians it's not special instructions for some supreme Christian it's for all Christians be filled with the Spirit every single day it's not only in the imperative mode and not only in the plural and not single but it's in the passive voice the passive voice means that the objective has something acting upon it from the outside and not from the inside out that means that you can't make yourself be spiritual it takes something from the outside, which is God's infilling, to come on the inside of you. And in return, you express outwardly what's happening inwardly. So that's the reason why when we start acting crazy, it's a good indication that the Spirit of God is not in control in that moment. We are allowing ourselves on the inside to disregard what God is trying to do from the outside and this passive voice says it's not you that gives yourself the power it's the anointing of God that gives you the power in return it's not just in the imperative mode and it's not just in the plural and it's not just in the passive voice but finally it's also a command in the present tense listen to what it says be filled with the Spirit. Unfortunately, in the English language, you don't have the right translation. For in the Greek, it says, being filled with the Spirit. That means that it's not just a one-time filling, but it's almost like an automobile. You can drive off of a tank so long, and once that tank is depleted, you either better find you someplace very quickly to get a refill or you're going to find yourself on the side of the road hollering 911 because you need help in the time of trouble. It's the same in the Christian life. You might come to church and feel the anointing of God refill you on that Sunday. But have you noticed by the time you get back to the next Sunday, you need another thing again because you may have depleted all of the energy that you've gotten that week or you might not even make it to the next Sunday sometimes you might get past Monday or you might get past Tuesday either way you need a fresh refilling of the Spirit of God read the book of Acts and you'll find out that constantly they are being refilled with the Spirit of God why because life depletes you people depletes you circumstances depletes you thought life depletes you and as a result you need a constant refilling of the Spirit of God now that only happens that only happens when we number one a decisive decision to be with the Spirit it's a decision that you have to make in the sense that God won't force it on you but it's there for your receiving Secondly, it's a desire. 
John tells us in his gospel, verse 37 of chapter 7, that Jesus says, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and I will feel or fulfill his thirstiness. If you have a desire to be filled by the Spirit of God, God will indeed fill you up. It's a dedication, Romans 12, 1 and 2. The operative term in Romans 12, 1 and 2 is the word present. It means, I therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Present your body or dedicate yourself unto God to be filled with God's spirit. And then it's dependency. Galatians 5, 16 says, walk in the spirit so you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. That means I have to depend on God through the spirit to lead me every step of the way so that I stay true to the word of God. Closing statement. The self is not something ready-made, but something in continuous formation through the choice of action. If you decide that you want to walk in the Spirit of God, then you have to make a choice that I want to be filled by the Spirit of God. Second quotation, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to become. If I decide that I want to be a spirit-filled Christian, I want to walk according to the glory of God, then that's what I will become. I will then be fulfilling Paul's words, be filled or being filled with the spirit. Not drunk on wine, but drunk on the spirit of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, consecrate this moment whereby thy word goes forth in the power of your spirit. Encourage us to see.